anybody can hear? No? Okay, well, you might need to get your hearing checked out. Whoops, whoops, sorry. I was talking to the kids, really. No, just kidding. I'm the, young, the, young, the younger ones. Uh, it's really good to have everybody here. Um, such, such fun. I, I always have a good time when I'm here with you guys. Uh, you know, getting in the spirit, worshiping. So it's cool. I don't know what else I was going to say there, but we do have some announcements. Car is going to share some announcements with you guys. We have a couple announcements coming. The barn in Olala, they're hosting Georgian Banoff. He's going to be coming in. So you can bring a potluck. Um, it's going to be a potluck, so bring your best snack, dish, or platter that you want to bring to share. It's a free event, and I believe it's going to be outdoors. So that's coming up. And then we're going to start this uh, prophetic ministry teaching by Chris Vallotton. So we've never gone through this um, with Chris Vallotton, but we're really excited. So it's for everybody. First time, you, you're not used to hearing from God. You want to know if you do hear from God, or, or maybe you are used to hearing from God. But I think it's going to be great to get, um, get together and build this up as a team, how we work together, have some just foundation teaching that will really strengthen us in the ministry going forward. So. And then the Gosslers are coming through in September. We're really excited to have them come forward and, and see what they have to share. I know that uh, they, had, they were ministered to during the Toronto revival meetings. And according to Scott, they still carry some of that anointing over that the Lord has indwelled them with. And I believe um, Charlie Gossler also teaches on the expression of the orphan spirit and the Father's heart. So this is going to be just a great meeting time that we'll get ministered to and, and learn some new revelation about the Father's heart. So if everybody wants to stand up, and we're going to go into worship. So Lord, we just we come before you tonight, Lord, and we just welcome you here. And Lord, we thank you for the blessing, Lord, of Scott and Tammy and the covering that they have been in this house. And we pray tonight that they would be blessed in Vegas. Lord, we thank you for the wedding feast. And we celebrate their union with you, Lord. And we just welcome you tonight that this would be a wedding feast. That your banner over this house is love, Lord. So we just welcome you in. Holy Spirit, have your way. Let our worship be a sweet fragrance to you tonight, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we can come and worship you, Lord. We thank you that we can come and honor you, Lord. We set everything aside today. We set all the stuff that we've been dealing with to worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you're going to bring, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the people here, and we thank you that... Our pastors are out getting refreshed and revived, Lord. We pray that you bless them where they're at. Lord, that you just touch them and fill them with joy, Father. Let them get revived, Lord. Let them get refreshed, Lord. Be with them. Bless them, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. <laughs> 
Lord, we thank you for that worship. You are holy. You are holy, God. Just wait on him. There may be things that you didn't let go during worship and that you've been struggling with today. Some thoughts that have been in your mind you're just trying to shed off, shake off. Just wait on God right now. Let him minister to your heart right where you're at. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we lay it down before you. We lay it down before you. We release it. In Jesus' name, Lord, let us give you all glory tonight. Let us praise you in all our heart, Lord. Let nothing hinder us. Let nothing separate us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask the ministry team to come up. Lord, we thank you, Lord. The rest of you can please stand. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here tonight and you need prayer for yourself or someone that you know, or maybe you're one of those persons that are struggling with something, that's carrying something, you just can't get it out of your mind, can't get it out of your head, and you want to just let it go, we're going to let the ministry team pray with you. So right now, just close your eyes where you're at. Just let God deal with it. Search your heart. Know that he wants to bless you tonight. Know that he wants to keep set you free tonight. Jesus. If you're here and you have something that you've been struggling with you just want a little bit of extra prayer you want to release it and put it at his altar put it at his feet tonight why don't you go ahead and come forward also if you're here and you want just prayer for healing or a friend or a family member you can step forward too Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. As they're ministering, I just want to share that during worship, the angels were being entertained by our worship. We have an opportunity to bless God, and it's kind of awesome that we can entertain angels at the same time, because they can see him, and we worship in faith, and we're entertaining angels when we do that. So take, take the opportunity.
when we have a chance to worship him. Worship him with all your heart. Step out. Don't wait for the right day or the right time. Or Now's the time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, just now I started um, thinking sometimes uh, sometimes we have concerns in life. Sometimes we have things that we're thinking about. And those concerns turn to worries. And those worries, pretty soon, they are just, it's everything that we're thinking about. Oh my goodness, how am I going to get this done? Oh my goodness, how how is this going to work? How am I going to, where am I going to get what I need for this. And pretty soon, all we're thinking about is, is those things. And God just wants to let you know, you can bring all those things to him. He has got you guys. He has a supply for your every need. Don't be so consumed with your worries because, you know, one time I, I learned those worries can be, it's almost as if you fear your worries more than God himself. And we're supposed to have the fear of the Lord. And we have a spirit of peace and sound mind. And not, and not a spirit of fear. And so, we just bring all those things to you, Lord Jesus. All those cares, all those worries. We know, Lord, that you... You can take on those things, Lord God. And Lord, we lift up all those things to you and we just lay them down because all we want to do is just spend time with you, Lord God, at ease, at ease with you. 
You know, he cares about even the sparrows. You know, he feeds the sparrows every day. And he says, how much more are you, is your worth? God's really looking after you guys. I'm not sure if it's because you're in, in the military or not, but when you just spoke to be at ease, it hit me different than it normally does when somebody says that. Just thinking of a soldier that is you know, carrying their weight and responsibilities that they think they're supposed to carry, but with Father God, I feel like we're supposed to be at ease. And there's just a mental picture of that. It's like when you come into his presence to just, that deep breath of his peace that passes all of that muck that we have in our heads. But anyway, it was just a, a really crystal clear picture when you said that. I felt like, wow, that hit me different than it ever has before. So I don't know if that helps anybody else, but it helped me. So that was powerful, man. I agree. When worship started, I saw um, something different than I've been shown before. And it was uh, tough to describe. You know, like, okay, two things I could compare it to. You know, when people, um, like, you watch them flagging, and, and you, you see the flag, and it goes like this, and it swirls around, but you kind of see the trail from where it's been, but it's just just this graceful thing. Holy Spirit came in this form, and it was just like a wave of almost like a white vapor, but it stayed in there, and it came in, each one of us swirled around in a different manner to each one of us here. And the other thing that I could liken it to would be, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing with, uh, on the 4th of July, you've got sparklers, it's really dark out, and it's lit, and you wave it through the way, through the air, but you can kind of see, it, like, burns in your eye the trail that it's been. That's much what it looked like, but it was like this, this band of white vapor that touched each one of us here. And then... <laughs> And then it's like the heavens opened up and there were rays coming down on all of us here, different rays of light. And then uh, we were in like uh, this church, but it's like an amphitheater. So there were uh, like stone benches and a stone floor. And then through this light in an open heaven, flakes of gold started to just drizzle down. And then the, all the stones, all of us were covered in gold. So that's not a tough one to interpret. <laughs> but, so that's what I was shown today. And then <laughs> when um, I asked for healing for my sister-in-law, who I just learned yesterday has dementia, and my brother, um, in praying for them, I saw Holy Spirit in the form of a dove land to stay hover above her and just shone with light and then angels just came around and surrounded her like a big hug with their wings there will, will always be that presence of, of comfort and protection and hopefully healing so something for the youth You guys know what happens when there's no vision 
will perish. You guys are the vision of the church. You guys are the hope of the future. And God has called you guys. I mean, that's God's ministering to you. Like, I used to tell my youth group, he's calling you guys. Now is the time. Now is the time to turn. There might not be a later. I'm not trying to scare you into anything. But now is the time. Your vision, the way God uses you guys, is going to sort of set where we go as a church. You guys are the vision of this church. The word says it. God's going to start using you guys. You guys are going to start having dreams and visions. Ask them. Show me, Lord. Show me. Show me what the vision is. We need the vision. We need you to step forward. We need to break out. when, Whatever you're struggling with, whatever you feel like is keeping you away from him, break it out. You guys are strong. You're soldiers. You guys know what you're dealing with, what's hindering you. Don't wait for your friend, your best friend. Don't wait for the other person to do it. God's asking you to do it. Guys, close your eyes. Just... If you feel that tug, the Holy Spirit's pulling on your heart. You know who you are. God's highlighted you. You say, yeah, I've been struggling. I've been trying to push this thing away. I've been trying not to listen to it, but I know it's the Holy Spirit. If that's you, just nod your head where you're at. Amen. Amen. Lord, I pray the fire of God on these youth. Lord, I pray supernatural release in Jesus' name. Where the enemy has a plan against them to destroy them, we say no, not today, in Jesus' name. We speak life and vision. We speak health and prosperity over our youth in Jesus' name. We thank you for the young people of this church. We pray that you would start to grow them and push them and pull them, Lord, into your glory, Lord. We pray the anointing fall on them. We pray that you would release a new anointing on them, Lord. Lord, that you would open their eyes, their spiritual eyes, Lord, that they'd be able to have visions and dreams, Lord, and that you would bring understanding to their hearts to interpret those as well, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for them. Lord, I pray blessing over them. I pray your anointing to flow over them, Lord, just like a bomb, an oil flowing over their head right now, Lord, all over the heart. In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, let them not run from their calling, Lord. Let them this week be dealt with, Lord. Let them feel your love, your compassion. Call them in, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I just, I want to open the invitation up. If you are feeling that tug and you want to come up and we will lay hands on you. If, if that's what you want, we don't want to put anybody on the spot, but say yes to the Lord and he will show up. 
feel if anybody feels like coming up you want that fire I feel like I, I feel the presence so if you want that release then showing me that his banner is love and I saw a red banner come in just like a during a, like a castle banner or a war banner and it's staked here and then I saw during worship an army of angels gilded in armor and they are marching forward and we are joining them in worship we get to advance the kingdom of heaven and nothing shall stop that you can choose to participate we get to choose to participate or we can sit in the sidelines and watch but the good news is is this is a house where the banner of the Lord is love and it is here and we get to push forward the gates of hell do not prevail anything that comes against us anything that we see in the news or at school, or in our household with our family, our siblings, even, you know, we're in our 30s, guys, and we got sibling issues too, you know. This family, all right? But the Lord's love covers all of that. So Lord, we just say yes and amen. I thank you, Lord, that your banner over us is love, and the kingdom of heaven is advancing, and that we get to participate. And then I, I heard the Lord say that, I heard mundane. You know, nothing is mundane to the Lord. There's a lot of things, Monday, maybe Monday, tomorrow's mundane, grocery shopping, just the day in the day out, going to work. There is nothing, like that word doesn't exist in heaven actually, I don't think it does. God created each one of us God fills each one of us. Every day is a new day that we get to rejoice and share in the loving kindness. It says every morning declare the loving kindness of the Lord. He remembers us every morning, every night when we lay down. He is with us. He speaks to us when we sleep, when we rise. There's nothing mundane, driving to church, driving to work. So Lord, I just, I repent, Lord. For, for thinking that my, li my life is mundane. Any of the, the days of the week are mundane. Any of the cares that I carry that you won't care about those, they're just small, they're mundane, they're average. You're, you can't be bothered with that. And Lord, I just invite you to come into those places that I haven't fully surrendered because I just didn't think they were important enough. So Lord, I turn those over to you and I see that I am a daughter of the Most High King, and you have made me and each one of us important and unique and vital to your kingdom. And we say yes, yes to your kingdom advancing, yes to participating, yes to your banner over us being love and everywhere we go, Lord.
Thank you, ministry team. Thank you so much, you guys. This is, I think we all miss Scott and Tammy. We fill the, we fill the hole, but it's so nice to have a whole body that we can rely on, and each member is so important and adds so much. I just, it's such a blessing. turn the service over to David and we have a clock so hopefully we don't we don't go over too much we'll get a wink right from Jean you'll let us know for the snooze fest Got it off. exit stage left I just want to follow up on that really quick is this this is this is why I really love coming to this church. And when I say this church, I mean coming to join all of you guys. I don't really care so much about the building. I mean, it is cool here. But this is why I love coming to church with you guys. Because we all together get to have time with the Holy Spirit. And he is talking to us. Just in this past few minutes, Holy Spirit's given us pictures. He's given us words of encouragement. I mean really I haven't seen this I haven't seen this anywhere else a lot of this is a is a first for me and it's just so cool like even when Barbara is sharing about the flags and uh, you know what you see trailing behind it and like sparklers like Holy Spirit's telling us like he's here tonight he's not far away and that's one of those things and I'll say this again later he is real he is here don't ever feel like he's far away because he's not. He's not far away. And it's just so cool that he gives us all these really neat pictures, really fun pictures. Like when you were saying it was swirling, even the picture started rotating. Did, you, did anybody else notice that? Yeah, you saw it? You saw it? Yeah. It's just so cool how God does that. So. Anyway. So I'm really glad we could all be here tonight to share this time. I think the music keeps going, but, well. So, yeah, this is the part where I get to share something about what Holy Spirit wants to talk about tonight. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about until a couple days ago, and then, of course, just kind of boom 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 here it is and lays it all out but so I'll I'll tell you a little bit about myself first and then some of my testimony and and then I'll uh, what I want to talk about tonight a little bit is about how healing is coupled with the forgiveness of sins and the expansion of the kingdom because that's something that I'm starting to get more and more excited about. It kind of sounds strange from a worldly perspective because we're so conditioned to go to school, go get a degree, get a job, get a career, and, or, you know, you have dreams, go, go follow your dreams, and your dreams are good. But I've been in a place where I have um, achieved one of my dreams, and it, it became depressing because I, I didn't get to share it with anybody 
So, you know, there's more to life than um, jobs and schools and dreams. There's more to that, and that's what I want to share about tonight. So, um, for everybody here, just in case nobody knows, my name is David Williams, for anybody listening online. Um, I'm born and raised here in Washington, and this is my wife, Kara, raised in Washington. <laughs> and we live here in Kitsap with our cat, Talon. She's awesome. So, um, and, you know, a little bit more about myself is, uh, you know, I, I work at the shipyard, but I've also been a an airman in the United States Air Force for 15 years as part of the Washington Air National Guard. Some people hear that and they think International Guard. It's not international. It's just for the state. Air National Guard. Um, so I'm a Master Sergeant. I'm an E7 and you know i have i have those responsibilities with my unit um and so you know i've gone out and done the i'm doing the career thing right um so hold on to that for a second that a little bit uh, a couple other things about myself is that um I was I was raised in the church, raised in a church family setting, and you know I, I accepted uh, Jesus as my savior when I was five, and um, you know it took me even until high school I didn't understand that I could actually have a relationship with Jesus. Does does everyone know that you can have a relationship? Okay, cool. It is a cool thing to know because I didn't know for a long time. And ever since then, God has had me on this, um, this journey to just get to know him a little better and to really trust in him and to put my faith in him. Um, so sometimes I think I don't have a testimony because I don't have that, um, that, like, that story where I never knew God for years and years and then I came to know him. But um, as kind of Tamara reaffirmed, I think, last week, it's like, we all have testimonies, so don't think that your testimony doesn't matter or that you don't have one. You do, you do have a testimony. And um, so, so that, you know, all, when I was younger, I would put a, a lot of trust into uh, leaders in, in my life, people that were inspirational and um, even, you know, in the church or whether it was at my job. And I put a lot of uh, hope and expectation into organizations and leaders. And um, over time, I, I, I realized I was just setting myself up for disappointment because time and again, um, those leaders and organizations would somehow disappoint me. You know, I'd have expectations, you know, or they, they would say, you know, you have to, you should follow these ideals. And then somewhere down the line, uh, expectations aren't met. And I say all that because what I've learned th through that is that Jesus is someone I can put my hope and trust into. And he's not going to fail me. And the kingdom is something I can put my hope 
an expectation on because the kingdom is not going to fail. In fact, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. So I want to encourage you guys because while, yes, we're, we're doing the school and doing the degrees and doing the jobs and careers, there's an even higher calling and an even higher love that comes from Jesus and God our Father that makes it all worth something. Because there's some days where with, without him, it's just like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> because a lot of what you do in the world, it's not going to last. It'll vaporize, and some of those things will just kind of sift between your fingers. It's just not going to last. Even any, any and all of your achievements that you do in the world, if it doesn't vaporize today, it'll vaporize within 100 years, and no one will, will remember or recall. But the cool thing about being with Jesus and in the kingdom is that God's works are eternal. God's works stand the test of time, and we get to join him in all of that. So, like I was saying before, I wanted to remind everybody, Jesus is alive. Yeah. <laughs> He's alive. He's resurrected. Woo. Like, right now, Jesus is in heaven, sitting on the throne. Like, after he got resurrected, he came down, he showed his disciples physical proof. It's like, guys, I am Jesus. Like, look at my hands. Serious. Look at my side. Even one of them, he's like, touch my side. That's kind of weird for me. I, I think I would be good at, like, just seeing it. I don't think I would need to, like, put my fingers in Jesus' side. But he, he really went to great length to prove, like, he's real. And he, the cool, and I have to say all that because growing up in the church, a lot of things in my mind I overlooked and I took for granted. And and over the past, you know, few years, I've, I've begun to, uh, you know, I've been reminded, and now I'm reminding myself, Jesus is alive, guys. He's alive, he is real, and his kingdom is real. It's not seen in the physical realm like we see everything else. But it is here, it is in the spiritual realm, and it is real, and it affects there are spiritual effects in the physical, and I won't get into all of that. But So yeah, that's part of, I feel like, my ministry that's growing is that I want to remind myself and others that the reality of Jesus and his kingdom. And um, when I do that, it starts to change my perspective. It changes my priorities. It changes my... Uh, how I view things. When I'm just doing my own thing, doing my job, doing my work, um, I'm just prioritizing everything. It, why, would, why would I do that if I know that my work is not going to last? It's not going to stand for very long. Why would I do that when I know that God's kingdom is forever and eternal? So when I remind myself it's real, it's the thing, and I'm like, okay, how do I do these things according to God's kingdom? How does, because what God can use you in your current, like at your school, in your job, in your artwork, in whatever it is that you do, in your dreams, 
the, dream, the things that you, you dream about doing, he can use that for his kingdom. And I think that God put those dreams in you specifically so that you could carry out those dreams, but also at the same time, you're, you're that one person who has that passion for something that gets to share it with somebody else, and it, it puts a pull or a tug on somebody else's heart, and it points, it points them back to Jesus. And why are we pointing people back to Jesus? I have to remind myself this all the time, because again, I took a lot of stuff for granted when I was younger. And it's because Jesus died for our sins. We are inherently sinful, unfortunately. And God showed us, like, here's what you got to do to be, you know, forgiven with the law, you know. But nobody, nobody could fulfill it except for Jesus. Jesus fulfilled the law, and he paid the ultimate price for our sins. And that's why we want to share that with other people, because we don't want them to be lost. I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself. So anyway, sometimes we overcomplicate things, and Jesus just has a couple of, like, he really simplifies things for us a lot. And one of those things is when he's talking to his disciples, he's like, hey, follow me. Just follow me. That's it. Follow me. What does that look like? All right, well, start going down the path with Jesus. He's going to show you some things. And um, You know, the kingdom is in, the, the other thing about the kingdom is that the kingdom is not seen. You can't go out and find the kingdom somewhere. The kingdom is, is in each of us. That's why we're living stones. And so when we are sharing salvation with other people, we're trying to draw them in so that they're, they too can be a living stone and be part of the kingdom. We don't want them to be lost forever. So as, as our perspectives and our minds are changed, we begin to see, we start looking, you know, you, when you, when you want to do something, you start strategizing. You're like, all right, how am I going to get this accomplished? I know I need uh, this amount of money. I need, I, I need some tools. I need some parts. I need some people. And we gotta, we're going to put this thing together. Okay. Yeah. When you start looking at, like, actually, the kingdom is, is what's up. That's the cool thing to do. I have no idea sometimes how to reach people. But that's why Jesus said, I'm sending you a helper. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be your teacher. He's going to reveal wisdom to you. He's going to show you how to meet people where they're at, talk in a language that they understand, and to be there just to be that loving person in their life, showing them that gentleness and kindness. And that's why he sends us that helper, so that we can be bold, and we can be courageous, and we can, we can pull people into the kingdom. So, um, so keeping that all in your mind, um, keeping that kingdom concept in your mind, there's another thing about else, uh, legacy, this church, all of us, 
is that we have a healing ministry, and we've been seeing it, right? We've been healing people as they come up, and we've been seeing improvements in health, and that's been awesome. Thank you, Lord. And he is, through that, not only is he healing people, but he's building up our faith for even bigger healings. Because Jesus, when he started when he started ministering, he was like, okay, you're healed. And you're being healed. We're supposed to operate in the same capacity as Jesus. Seriously. So, um, so there's something, there's something coupled with healing and salvation and the forgiveness of sins. And I think this is really important for us to understand because um, we don't want to just heal people and send them out the door. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing this guy on the stretcher and you're healed. All right. Feeling good? Cool. All right. See you later. And we never see them again. We don't want that. There's an opportunity. And the opportunity is forgiveness of sins and salvation. So let's look at, let's look at one of this. A lot of the stuff I pulled out tonight was from Luke. And so this first, this first verse this is after Jesus had been tested in the wilderness. He went to a synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth, and he read a scroll of the prophet of Isaiah. This is, and it's kind of funny how it goes down, because he reads this, he reads this part of it, and then he tells everybody there, he's like, this has been fulfilled before your very eyes. Anyway, that's kind of a side thing, but, because you imagine all the religious leaders there are like, excuse me? <laughs> So anyway, Jesus read this part. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners, you are set free. I've come to share the message of jubilee for the, to for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. The time of God's great acceptance has begun. All right. All right. Are you guys, I just got a little bit of a whoosh. That was awesome. All right. So later on, let's put that under there. Thanks. <laughs> um, before I go there, this is what we're, when Jesus says, follow me, this is what he's doing. Jesus is the hope for the poor. He's healing for the brokenhearted. He, he gives new eyes for the blind, and he preaches to prisoners, you are set free. We're to follow him. We're supposed to do what Jesus does. So we are to be, we are to show hope to the poor give healing to the brokenhearted, new eyes to the blind, and tell people that they're set free by the power of Jesus. It's not us directly giving them freedom. It's Jesus giving them that freedom and that hope. So, so later on, uh, Jesus 
is healing a, a paralytic man in front of some religious uh, people. And the first thing he says to him is, um, my friend, your sins are forgiven. And this would probably sound kind of strange at the time, because I don't think anybody in that time could just walk up to you and say, hey, your sins are forgiven. Especially in front of all the religious leaders. Uh, and so, of course, the religious leaders are like, who's this guy? Who can just walk up and just forgive sins? And so um, Jesus had started responding to them and saying, what's, what's easier, to say, get up and walk and be healed? or your sins are forgiven. When I ever, every time I read that, I kind of think of it as a trick question. I'm like, what is easier? <laughs> what is easier? It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but no, it doesn't. It's the same. Jesus can say, get up and walk, be healed, or he can say, your sins are forgiven. I think there's a reason why the two things are together. And so he goes on to say, he's saying, he's talking to the religious leaders. He said, uh, Jesus turned, uh, he's like, Look, listen, guys, to prove to you something. He turns to the paraplegic man and said, to prove to you all that, that I, the son of man, have the lawful authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to you now, stand up, carry your stretcher, and go on home, for you are healed. Why did he have to go through the extra effort? He already said your sins are forgiven. But we had a bunch of pouty, oh, how do you do that? You can't just walk up and tell people these sins are forgiven. All right, fine. Get up and walk and go. And I think this is where I'm starting to see, and as, as us for Legacy City Church, when, uh, when people are coming for healing, they're looking for, they need to know where is that power of healing coming from? It's coming from Jesus. It's coming from God the Father, the Holy Spirit, the triune God. It's coming from his power. And so they need to understand that. It's important for us to all to understand that it's, it's also the same guy who has the power to forgive our sins so that we're not condemned forever. So um, a little later, uh, John, I think it's John the Baptist, he was in jail, if I read that correctly. This is kind of a, a weird part to me sometimes because uh, John the Baptist like baptizes Jesus early on, but later he's in jail and he sends a couple of uh, messengers to Jesus to say, "Hey, are you are you really the Messiah?" So I won't go too deeply on that, but for some reason John the Baptist is in jail probably because he was baptizing a lot of people and making some people not as happy. Um, so anyway, he sends messengers. To Jesus saying, hey, are you, are you really the guy? Are you the Messiah that we're, we are to put all our hope in? Because there's been, there have been prophecies. And so, um, uh, you know, he didn't answer them at first, but then uh, he, Jesus healed a bunch of people, 
before he answered them. And that's why it kind of says it like this. After he healed a bunch of people, and I think he did some deliverance too, he's like, he said, only then did Jesus answer the question posed by John's disciples. He said, now go back and tell John what you have just seen and heard here today. Isn't that great? Jesus is not going to just leave us on a whim. He's like, let me give you a picture of what, what's, what's going to be happening right now. All right? Now, what you just saw, all those people healed. The blind are now seen. The crippled are now ta- walking. Those who were lepers are now cured. Those who were deaf are now hearing. Those who were dead are now brought back to life. The poor and broken are given the hope of salvation. Oh, there's that salvation again. And, tell, and also tell John these words. The blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me, no matter what happens. There's a blessing for us when we put our faith in him, no matter what happens. So, um, then, a little bit, you know, he's had, he's had his, his disciples with him. I think at this point, he's, he's, now he's got his 12 disciples. Well, then Jesus goes on the expansion track. Oh, man. Think about it. Kingdom Tycoon. That'd be kind of a fun video game. Who wants to build a kingdom? You guys have seen it. Roller Coaster Tycoon. You gotta build the biggest roller coaster amusement park ever. Or what are some other railroad tycoons? I gotta build a railroad to every single town in the United States and get all the things. Okay. That's what track Jesus is on. He's Kingdom Tycoon. He's the mastermind. What's the next thing he does? He's he's got all now all of a sudden he takes some more of his disciples and he makes them into apostles. 70 of them, and sends them out into pairs and gives them instructions. Go out. Go out and spread the gospel. And one of his instructions says this. Luke 10, 9. Heal the sick and tell them all God's kingdom has arrived and is now within your reach. This is, keep in mind, I also kind of go back and like, this is before Jesus died. He hasn't died yet. He hasn't, he hasn't been in the grave three days and been resurrected yet. And he's already sending out uh, apostles to tell them that, A, they can heal the sick, but the really important part here is God's kingdom has arrived. It's arrived. So from our perspective... God's kingdom arrived a couple thousand years ago with Jesus. So we're just kind of the addition on that plan. Um, And it's within your reach. It's here, guys. It's here. Remember earlier I said the kingdom is in each of us. It's here in each of us. All right, I think I'm hammering that home pretty good. So a couple things now uh, to share about the perspective of how this is one of the many parables that he shares, but this one's about the sheep, and I like this one because I like to think of the poor little sheepies 
I say sheepies because it's funny to say, and uh, that's how I am. Uh, so, anyways, he tells this he tells this story to I think it was his disciples, was it? Yeah. Anyway, he's saying there once was a shepherd with a hundred lambs, but one of his lambs wandered away and was lost. So the shepherd left the ninety-nine lambs out in the open field. <gasps> I'm just adding that for emphasis. Sorry. Uh, you know, because that could be dangerous. Just saying. He left his other 99 sheep vulnerable out in the wilderness for that one lost lamb. He didn't stop until he finally found it. With exuberant joy, he raised it up, placed it on his shoulders, and he carried it back with cheerful delight. That's how, that's how he thinks of each of us. He ran out and got us. He put us on his shoulders. Like, ah, I found this one. Yes. I got my little sheepy back. And we're supposed to follow Jesus. And so as we, as we bring the, the priorities of the kingdom in, into our minds and we begin to see that this is really important, then we start looking out to the people that are in our spheres, in our lives, and we start looking like, is that a lost little lamby? All right, how do I, how do I meet this person on this level? Uh, how do I talk to them in a way that, that matters most? How do I share the love of God with this person? And I don't know, God works in a lot of ways. It could be you, that person, who you have a moment in time, you've gotten to know that person, you've built a relationship with them, a healthy relationship, and all of a sudden something happens and they, maybe they ask you a question one day, and all of a sudden you're having a conversation. It's like, well, I'm not worried about this because I know Je- Jesus got my back. There's a lot of things in the world that are kind of scary right now, like the economy and like the medicine and the um, you know people in power and just things going on that can be scary. And I don't have to worry about a lot of those things. Because I'm like, Jesus got my back. But I want to move on just from being, just from being comfortable and like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> you know, they're like the storm's raging, but like, everything's fine here, guys. No, we want to like, we want to go out and let people know, hey, we don't have to be in the storm. We can be in the shelter of His wings. All right, so this changes our perspective of how we're looking at people. And the last one I want to I want to leave with you before I close this is that um, let's see. Yeah, he's talking he's talking about the uh, the kingdom with some religious leaders. And uh, yeah, we'll just go to the verse and see what it says. So he's asked by some. Jewish Jewish religious leaders. When will God's kingdom come? That's your question. And Jesus responded, God's kingdom does not come simply by obeying principles or waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another. For God's kingdom realm is already expanding with some of you. So some of those religious leaders, they were getting it. Holy Spirit was talking to them and not all, you know, they were starting to get it, and it was expanding in them, even if it was a small, 
Maybe some of them it was small. Maybe some of them had a little bit bigger kingdoms. But in each of us, guys, the kingdom is expanding in each of us. So there's kind of a cool expansion plan going on. It's expanding in each of us, but as we, maybe as we're healing people and sharing salvation with people, it's also expanding because now they realize they, they can accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and now the Jesus kingdom is now expanding into their hearts. All right. It's, I, I think it's cool. And this is why I had to think about this. I think a couple Sundays ago, or a few Sundays, I've said this a couple of times. Oh, guys, it's so cool to follow Jesus. It's so cool to follow Jesus. So cool to follow Jesus. Guys, why are you not getting it yet? All right. So I, 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 I stopped myself, and I, I said, it is cool to follow Jesus because, remember, I used to put all my hope and expectations in leaders, and I put my hope and expectations in, in organizations and their ideals, and one after another, they let me down. Or, you know, I was disappointed for whatever reason or another. And it, some of that come at, came at a huge cost. A huge cost. Like, emotionally, mentally. And, you, you know, you realize, okay, if I'm going to keep going with you guys, working with you guys, I have to, like, look past some things. You know? And, but I always have that... that that nagging, like, disappointment deep down, and it didn't feel good. So, the kingdom doesn't fail, doesn't stop expanding. There's always blessing in it. And Jesus, Jesus is always loving us, and Jesus is not going to let us down. In fact, he came after us before we even knew him, before we even, and we were just lost in our ways. And so that's why, because um, we can work with him. He wants he wants to work with us to build his kingdom. He wants, and it's and it's his kingdom is built in a way that no other kingdom is built. All the other kingdoms in the, in, in throughout history has been like uh, warfare, invasion, destruction, death, um, all that really bad stuff you don't want to think about. But Jesus. Jesus' kingdom is expanded by love, gentleness, kindness. And I can tell you right now, I'm, a lot of this I'm kind of preaching to myself too because I'm like, I miss the mark. I miss the mark a lot. Sometimes I don't have gentleness. I don't have kindness. I get, I get a little spiky. And that's not good. That's not Jesus. Jesus not spiky. Jesus prefers to have mercy over me. I see smiles. I, I know you're laughing. It's okay. You can laugh. I'm spiky sometimes. I like, the, I like using fun words because they're fun for me. Uh, Jesus is not spiky. He is soft. He's got a soft heart. Guys, when Jesus reaches you, I hope, I hope everyone in the room has felt this, but when Jesus... When you have those moments with Jesus, you feel that overwhelming sense of love and compassion. It'll break you down. I, you just you get overwhelmed. You're like, oh my gosh. I thank you, God, for coming after me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for even more grace. 
thank you for all these things. And so that's that's how we expand his kingdom is I got to be that same that same loving, gentle person. I still got to be that overwhelming sense of love and that's why we and that's part of that forgiveness we have to continually forgive people continually we cannot take an offense ever cannot take an offense we have to be that loving kind gentle and when people start seeing that they see that the same this person just got healed but he can also he can he they're showing me this love and kind and gentleness they don't know it right now but they are very hungry for that the world is very hungry for this there's a lot of prisoners out there right now that need this kind of overwhelming love and that's why it's so cool to be with jesus guys because we get to be that conduit we get to be there we get to be on the front lines where jesus is flowing through us he's speaking he he's going through our, our spirit is going out the like Scott says, uh, and the Bible says, the rivers of, uh, of, of life flowing out, right? Yeah, that overwhelming love. And I want to be a part of that. I just want to be a part of that. That's why it's so cool. I don't want to be a part of a, a things that lets me down. So going back to our realities and perspectives, really ask yourself, and I have to ask myself, who, who do I want to please? Do I want to please God my Father or uh, faulty, faulty humans and organizations? Do I want to try and keep putting that on them or do I want to just turn around and repent, follow Jesus, and be obedient? What do I want to do? And again, part of my ministry is reminding myself and others the reality of, of his kingdom. But, and this is a little bit more serious, there's consequences to what we do here. And that's why we got to strategize, how, how do I get better at being like Jesus so that I can be better at getting the kingdom out? Because now, okay, we get it. Our priorities are straightened out all right, what's God's priorities? How do we do this? And there are real consequences because these are real lives, they're real people, and their lives are impacted. So this is why now I have a desire to do this work, and I hope that you all have that same desire going into you. And this is why I love coming together with you because we're supposed to come together and stir each other up we have worship together, and we stir up our faith, we stir up our love and our thanks for God, and we encourage each other. We say, you have a ministry, and 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 they're all different ministries, and they're all different dreams, and they're all there, and for some reason right now in this place and time, this is a special time, guys. We're all doing this thing together for some reason. I really, it's a miracle that Cara and I even get to be part of this church because before this, we were, you know, we, we were getting ready to just go somewhere else in the country, possibly even. Um, and then all of a sudden, God was like, beep, beep boop, 
check this out. And I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And look, we've, you guys are all ministering to us. And as we've been here, Holy Spirit's been ministering to us directly and through all of you. And then look at, we've had a chance to grow. And even like, like this, we get a chance to minister to you, which makes me feel great. But more importantly, I, I'm like, Holy Spirit, let, just let me be the tool that you get to use to, to feed and equip because we all need to grow in that. I want everyone to be growing in maturity, being equipped, being ready to do that work. So that's why I'm excited. Not only do I get to do that cool work, but I get to do it with everybody here, which is awesome. All right, cool. So that's it. The whole point of this is so that we can not only just heal people, but also their hearts are healed, and so that we can see those little lammies uh, return to the flock, which is returning to his kingdom, which is his kingdom expansion, and we keep that cycle going where we they come in and they're, they're broken, but then Holy Spirit raises them back up, heals them, and then they perpetuate that ever-growing, expanding kingdom. Guys, I'm telling you, it's the best best team ever. We're the winning one. We're the winning team. <laughs> winning team, guys. So it's awesome. Glad to have you all here. Glad to be with you all and love you all. And I don't know, Kari, do you have any thoughts? Any? you want to close out? I was reminded of some ministry work that David and I did. And I want to encourage you, and maybe um, if you guys want to come up for prayer after I'm done talking, and maybe Christian, you can come up and help us. You know, we are the kingdom of heaven at hand, and the Holy Spirit moves through us. And we are so excited to do the work of the kingdom. We're so excited every time we come here on Wednesdays and Sundays, and you feel the presence of God, and he ministers to you, and we get to go out and minister to people. And I also love that he doesn't leave the body behind. Um, we had an experience a couple months ago, and we went and spoke at one of the school of supernaturals here in Washington State. And we were allowed to uh, pray for and bless this woman. She's a Christian. She works at the healing rooms. She's part of the school, and she needed deliverance. And we need to do this together because the Lord uses each one of us differently, right? So I had an image of a snake that was coiled around her spine. I knew it wasn't the spirit of Python, and I knew it wasn't the spirit of Leviathan. I didn't have the vocabulary quite to discern what I was seeing. And the other woman that we were doing ministry with, she saw it was the spirit, it was Kundalini. So that can come through generational issues. She didn't even participate in yoga. It was just, this was something that she was dealing with that she needed some extra help with and she didn't even realize it until we prayed for her. And we prayed for her and she went down and she was delivered. It was, it was just so beautiful though because the Lord had compassion upon her. The Lord has compassion on us and he wants to use us to minister to the body so we can go out and minister to the lost. So as you were talking, David, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and it's within us. And then, Christian, when we were up here praying, I just want to ask you guys, if you want that greater 
touch, that expansion. If you want to say yes to the Lord, I want to be part of Kingdom Tycoon 2022. If you want to be part of that, if you just need some refreshing or you want that expansion, you want your tent pegs, you want the Lord to expand your horizon from where you've already been ministering out of, whatever sphere it is, however small or bigger, if you feel the Lord calling you to expand that, just come forward, please. And we'll just lay hands on you if that's what you would like and just pray for the expansion. You guys want to stand up? Stand up. Nope. Nobody wants expansion. So, Lord, we just come before you and we say yes, Lord. We say yes to your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Yes, we want to be your hands and your feet, Lord. Lord, I want you to set my heart on fire like never before. I want you to set my hands on fire like never before. Lord, I want to be your love extended. I want to be your mercy triumphing over judgment. Lord, that we have a hope and a future. No matter what we've seen in our households, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, Lord, or at work, that your kingdom is advancing. And we get to be carriers of that hope in Jesus' name. So if you come forward and we'll uh, lay hands and pray over you. heaven. Release the kingdom of heaven. Release Barbara. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just come into agreement with heaven and we say, Barbara, you are released in the name of Jesus. You are released. Go forward, Barbara. Speak the word of the Lord that he has placed upon your heart. The good word that you are bringing good tidings, Barbara, good tidings. Thank you, Lord. Barbara, you are a peace. The wind of the Spirit blows around you, and you bring peace to the brokenhearted, to the broken places in Bremerton, in Kitsap, and the peninsula. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
just fill her with a greater, greater, expand her tent pegs, Lord. Expand her tent pegs to fill every ministry that you have called her to, to her generations. We say, come alive right now. Hope deferred be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hope deferred is just blowing off, blowing off. Hope deferred off the generations. Hope renewed is coming. And I just see the, the Lord wants to release into you a joy, a joy. The joy of the Lord is bubbling up. The joy of the Lord is coming. He's coming for you. He's binding up the broken heart. And that joy is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We got you, girl. you to expand your vision you've been picturing him too small the gift he has for you the gift he has in you you've made it too small and I don't see one I see right now I can see two gifts but there's more it's not just one so Lord we just release the anointing and the call and the mystery of the destiny that you have for her and I pray, Lord, that you would reveal to her what this is that she is holding. That there are actually two gifts, two arts, two ministries that you are called to serve. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we just release a new anointing upon her head in Jesus' name. And I also break off every uh, hope deferred in Jesus' name. Hope deferred be gone in Jesus' name. Hope deferred is gone. And Lord, we just release the dancing. We turn over the spirit of mourning and the heart of heaviness. And we just say, Isabel, you have the robes of righteousness. And the Lord meets you every morning with a fresh picture of of his outpouring for you, of his love for you, and of that gift that he has for you. Thank you, Jesus. Isabel, I just um, was seeing, as she was mentioning dancing, I was just seeing there a childlike part of your heart and that you were dancing with your Father God, like dancing on his toes that he was just dancing you around, but I feel like 
something that we've, I know we've prayed over you before, but that you would feel the pride of the Father's heart over you, that you would feel the tenderness of him over you, how much he loves and adores you, that you're his daughter, that you're the apple of his eye. So uh, we just release that into your spirit, that that would, any kind of, I almost want to say orphan spirit, but I'll, you come from a huge family, but uh, there's, I think there's something in you that just needs a true revelation of the Father's heart over you and for you. And so God, we just pray right now that you would break through any misconceptions, misunderstandings, God, whatever it is, God, that she's your favorite, that you love her with an everlasting love, that you long for those times where she crawls up in your lap, Lord, and just sits just to be with you, just to be near you, God. I pray for those special intimate times that they would increase, that she would grow in boldness, that she would come before your throne and crawl right up there because she's your kiddo and you want her to come in and be loved on. Make, make room for the kiddos to crawl up here. I want my girl up here on my lap so I can whisper to her how much I love her. I can show her off to everybody because I'm so proud of her. God, all those little things that she needs to hear in her heart and in her spirit, God, I just pray that she would begin to hear those even in the night, God, that you would that you would call to her, that you would speak your love over her, Lord, that you would sing over her and she would begin to hear it and to feel it, God. There would be a new season for Isabel Alcorn, God, that she would walk forward confident in the woman of God that she is and that you have called her to be, and that she's a daughter of the King and that she walks in that authority no more timidity in you, Jesus. Boldness in who she is. So, um, Isabel, um, I just feel like there's despair. And if you all repeat after me and say, I renounce the spirit of despair. I send it to the feet of Jesus. You are not welcome here. And I apply the blood of Jesus over my life, over every broken place, over everywhere that I don't see who I am as a daughter of the King. And I say, yes, Jesus, you are my vision. And as you say I am, I am, in Jesus' name. So Isabel, I just say joy to come to you and life where there was despair and hopelessness that is gone in Jesus' name. You are highly favored of the Lord. And you have the authority given to you under the grace, the anointing, the blood of Jesus to tell that thing to go and it can't come back. So Lord, again, I just pray for peace, peace, peace over Isabel, over the mind of Isabel, every area of captivity Father, search her heart and show her 
those places. So you can be totally set free right now in the name of Jesus. I sense that there's um, something. There's a, a separateness that you feel that 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 expresses itself in your timidity, and it's a lie. It's a lie, and we break that off yes. now. We yes. break it off now. Yes. You are a radiant, radiant spirit, and you walk in God's creativity and so so many different manifestations you own that own that authority that has been given to you Isabel you are such a beautiful spirit you have such a great heart you carry the heart of Jesus you you are so compassionate we we want you we want you and we pray for you to walk in your boldness and your authority and sheer joy and creativity in your life there's just such a great awareness that you have of other you see you see the heart of Jesus in other people but you don't acknowledge that yourself you feel that you you fall short and we again we break that off that is just a lie that you hold on to that is preventing you from owning your authority you walk in boldness and creativity that the father has given you we god loves you so much isabel so much just, just sit on his lap let him put his arms around you cry on his shoulder if you need to let him just let that flow let that flow into you that acceptness that you so crave it's just there it's there not just within reach but it's already there just own that isabel own it from this moment forward I want you to start walking in the revelation the discernment when we release the spirit of wisdom the Holy Spirit will remind you and teach you how to come out of agreement with those things as they come at you those are lies from the pit of hell and you have the authority you are authorized and capable so i just want to speak right now to your spirit isabel spirit stand up yes. Yes. you have permission to speak permission granted yes. spirit of isabel rejoice in the lord your god he is your strong tower and he has authorized you to set the captive free he has authorized you to bring good tidings. He has authorized you to bring hope to the hopeless. He has authorized you to bring healing. 
You are not captive. You bring deliverance in Jesus' name. And I want you to speak this over yourself whenever you start to doubt. Don't listen to those impish spirits that are deceiving you. You can stand up and take that authority and that boldness. As well, I was just seeing over you. I don't know if you know what a glass cloche is. It's a glass dome that you sit over something beautiful that you want to kind of protect it. But in this case, I feel like it is has covered your head to, from receiving truth and being able to to reciprocate that truth and that love to the Father. I feel like there's been a little bit of a hindrance right here, and I just want to like, boom! like I want to crush it in the name of Jesus, like shattering over you there's no more covering um, keeping you from hearing truth and from feeling the father's love for you i want to bring that freedom and take you off the shelf and out from under that little glass covering because i believe that there's i've seen this saying that's like the enemy doesn't come into a house to steal something if there's nothing there to steal so i feel like he's hindering you and if we don't come out of agreement with that He's hindering you because of the power that's in you, because of the power that you have. Even in your kind of meek mildness, there's such power in that. And so all of us that are maybe louder and et cetera, a little more outgoing, maybe offensive, you know, you you are like quiet and tender, but when it's kind of like, it reminds me of Forrest sometimes, like when you speak, then people are like, well, what now? What did you say? But God wants to speak to you and then through you. So take those thoughts captive as Kara was praying, like, take them captive, like, nope. And even if you have to, if you're by yourself out loud, that's a lie. I don't receive that. I disagree with that. I speak truth over myself. I speak over that I am loved by the Father. I am loved by Jesus. Like, I've told my kiddos that, that kind of stuff. Like, you take it captive, you call it what it is, and it's a lie. And so it sounds silly, but like those simple things to build a better habit so you don't listen to the lies of the enemy because you are an incredible, gifted daughter of the King, and He is proud of you, and we are proud to serve shoulder to shoulder with you. You're an amazing woman, okay? That's truth. So, That's truth. This is why we need to work together. Okay. Because as Amy was talking about that cloche over you, that's a spirit of comparison. Mm. No. In the name of Jesus. No, no, no. Don't compare yourself. I know it's, it's hard to do. But see, it is, it's dangerous for you because now you've taken on something that's not yours. So Lord, we just release the freedom over Isabel to stand in the unique, the unique calling that she has. And Lord, I just pray right now that your angels would come and that you would minister to her and you would just cut off that comparison, that you would um, quiet her mind and she would stop comparing herself with people who have other callings. And that is why they are, they speak the way they speak. They talk the way they talk. They're going a different direction. You have a calling. You have a gift. You are a gift that the Lord has given you and it is mighty. So Lord, I just pray right now for um, the wisdom and the revelation that there wouldn't be comparison. This isn't a competition. We're all on the same team here and we all need each other. 
So Lord, I pray right now that you would just awaken the identity that you have given Isabel and her identity in you, that she would stand confidently. Isabel, I want you to stand tall and I want you to stand strong. The Lord has given you a spirit of boldness, okay? The Lord has given you a voice to use, an art to use, your hands. The Lord has called you to be exactly you. You're where you need to be. You're going where he wants you to go. Your path is a good path. You're on the right path. You just need to keep listening to Holy Spirit. And just keep silencing that comparison. If there's jealousy or anxiety or you're just, it get, it's getting noisy up here, okay? So you just need to wash in the water of his word, tuck into the scripture, put on the helmet of salvation, okay? And ask the Holy Spirit, renew my mind, renew my mind. We have to daily, like we all have to do this. We have to daily renew our minds, okay? Washing in the water of his word, he will renew our mind and lead us in the path of everlasting. He is our confidence when we are unsteady, okay? So we know what it is. So we speak it out and we pronounce it and send it to the feet of Jesus. And when it tries to stop, to come back up, because it's going to test you, it's going to test you. And you just keep sending it out the door. And if you miss a step and it comes back, you can always ask for help. But you don't always need it. You can do it too. So, so we got we got to do this together. Yeah, what Cara was just saying just now, and I want to say this to everybody, and this is like really good. This is building each other up. We're speaking these words to build each other up. Even if if it's Isabel today, it could be somebody else tomorrow. It could be you. It could also be for you, even if you're if you're sitting in the chairs. If you're hearing something that you you also need, take hold of that. Take hold of that. If there's a prophetic word or there's breaking off, breaking off deception that you need, take hold of that for yourself. You don't necessarily have to be up here. But also, I Cara just said something really important, and that's um, that's our identity. I'm gonna just kind of step over here so I can kind of see people a little bit better. Um, there's something, uh, when I entered the Air Force, um, there's something that you do in basic, and it's like a, you recite an airman's creed, and the first part of that creed is, I am an American airman. I am a warrior. I have answered my nation's call. But it's those first two things. I am an airman. I am a warrior. When you first enter, <laughs> you're like, you're thinking to yourself, I'm not a warrior. I have not gone to battle. I have not gone to war. I have not I have not done the warrior things. I haven't swished a sword around or whatever. But guys, it's it's important that you tell yourself and this is our identity in Christ. I am a child of God. I am important to God. I do have gifts of ministry because there are deceptions out there that tell you that I, this happens to me too. I get that broken record in my head. Who, you know, who cares? Who cares? I have to fight that battle too. That, that, that bad voice. <laughs> who cares? 
God really cares. He doesn't just care, he really cares. We are children of God. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. Not only are you a child of God, are we children of God, you are a prince and a princess. You are of you are of, of high royal lineage because you are co-heirs with Christ. Christ is the God is the Father, and there's Jesus who loves us, and we get to be co-heirs with him. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not important. Don't let any voice in your head tell you that you're not important or that what you do doesn't matter. God loves you very much, and you tell yourself, I am. Not only am I a child of God, not only am I redeemed, not only am I saved, but I am I'm on I'm on a higher level with Jesus, okay? You are a warrior, even though maybe you might not be in the military like me. You are a warrior. You are a spiritual warrior. Tell yourself. If if you have if you see someone you know that's that's getting bogged down, tell them. You have to speak it to them. Your words have power. Your words that the tongue has the power to uh, to build, to give life, or to destroy. You, what you speak gives life or, or death. So take care of what you're saying both to yourself and to other people. And in your, in your mind, those words, if they're lies, don't let them have any power. No, I do have the mind of Christ. No, I am a child of God. No, I am a warrior. No, no, no. No, I don't believe any of that. I don't believe any of that garbage. It's straight up garbage, okay? I do have, <laughs> I was getting all serious. I do have a spirit of joy. I do have laughter. I do have a good time with my spiritual family. I do, they, I do have awesome times. Tell yourself, tell your friend, okay. Tell, tell a friend. <laughs> do that say something. Um, just felt like the Lord's moving you to a new season um, this next season you'll be able to step out I, feel, I see like going on like trips I don't know if they're long trips or short trips but I see you going on trips and God's giving you gifts to release on people I see you like running through the house looking for the Christmas wrapping paper you know how important these gifts are to be released and so I see you, they're going to be breakthrough in people's lives. The words that God's going to give you, you're going to set people th free with those words. So I believe that God's releasing a, a prophetic mantle over you, Isabel. To hear his voice and to speak his voice, that's the difference. You'll hear it and you'll speak it. And the, it'll be received. God's going to use you. You're the father's daughter. You're the king's daughter. He loves you. He loves you. Just receive right now his anointing. Jesus, fill her from her head to her toes in Jesus' name. 
take his spirit in Jesus' name. Fill her. Joy. Joy overfill. Fill her. Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you for Isabel. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we bless her as she moves into this new season of freedom and divine appointments, Lord. She's going to find joy. She's going to find relief. It's like the pressure's off. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Isabel, this is a rebuilding season for you. The Lord wants to break off every spirit of intimidation off of you in Jesus' name. The spirit of the breaker anointing upon you to break off in Jesus' name. You are being built up for this season. You feel low and broken, but the Lord is going to build you into his kingdom because he has anointed and appointed you for the call that you are carrying that you don't know yet. You've had a taste and a sample of it, but you don't know yet. So Lord, we agree with the word that you released through Christian. Yes. And we agree that she is going to be in, walking in the spirit of peace as she goes forward. And that her words are your words because she is really taking the spirit of prophecy. Lord, any road that any blockage that's trying to keep her from fulfilling this ministry, we just say no to that in Jesus' name. We release the provisions of heaven, the resources, the people, all of that to come into perfect alignment in Jesus' name. one person I want to put on the spot, Judah. So I, when I was younger, I always wanted people to call me up. And Judah, I was really sensing on you when we were up praying before Christian asked everybody to, to nod their head. And I didn't want to embarrass anybody. But Judah, if you want to be put on the spot, if you want to come up here and we will lay hands on you and release that fire that I see in you. And I'll get a little shouty probably. But if you want to say yes to that, because I can see the Spirit of the Lord on you, and I see you're ready to say yes. If you want to say no, you can, though. It's up to you. But if you say yes and you come up here, then we're going to release that anointing that's waiting for you to step into. Judah goes first. And if any of you guys, Ethan, if you guys want to come up, the invitation is for you too. This is, we're going from glory to glory to glory. Glory. 
Judah, I just see you as like a no-nonsense person. Um, Paul said, I can't be moved. You know, he says, I've been shipwrecked. I took 40 lashes twice. I've been hurt. I've been, and he's saying, I'm still going to praise God. And I see that in you. I think I spoke this last time, the trailblazer. I see that in you, Judah. You need to move forward into it. God's not going to push you, but you know he's calling and he's tugging at your heart. And you're going to be one of those that say, I bear the marks. I'm not turning. There's no turning back. And it's got to start here. Okay. Lord, Father God, we thank you for Judah. Lord, we pray that you release him right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Glory Lord, from his head to his toes, Lord. Fill him with your spirit, Lord. Release the calling over his life in Jesus' name. We speak to him to move forward. Move forward into the ministry that you're calling him. Lord, I see him as a, as a youth leader, Lord. Maybe even a pastor in youth ministries, Lord. Lord, where he's, he wants to go out, he's going to encourage, he's going to fight. He's going to be the advocate for young people. He's an automatic leader in your kingdom. People tend to follow him, Lord. Lord, we speak giftings to come out of him, Lord. We speak Holy Spirit, move, Lord. Move in his life, Lord. Reveal yourself to him. Reveal what you want him to do, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, you're gonna see when you just open your mouth and you you you're 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 you're, you're gonna be struggling with your mind that I don't know what to say. When you open your mouth, God's just going to let the words flow and you're going to learn to trust that. You're going to learn to trust that because you're going to see it happen. You're going to see people's lives change with the words that you speak. Jesus. Jesus. Lord, Uh, we're praying for you, Judah. Uh, something that came to mind was um, when you're marching in formation. There's uh, one of the one of the commands is uh, dress right dress, and when that command is called, everyone everyone that's in the row, they look to the person on the right, and they get they get in alignment. And then they look forward. So um, it keeps the formation, it keeps it formed. Because sometimes formation can kind of come out of alignment. And I think I got that picture because um, there are people that look to you so that they can they can uh, kind of get that, that realignment. And that can sometimes, that can be kind of a, a, a little bit intimidating to be like, oh, people are looking to me? Yes people are looking to you, you're setting the example, but 
it's okay. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You have somebody in that formation. There's somebody in front of you. Jesus is in front of you. You stay aligned to Jesus and people are looking to you. They will see Jesus in you and they will get aligned. Whether they may not even realize it or not, but for some reason, for whatever reason, they're looking to you and you're setting that example. But you're doing you're doing all right because you've got Jesus as your example. And that dress right dress, it's keeping everybody formed. It's keeping and formation can be a really good thing because you're that's how teams are formed. And when you're working together as a team, you have an even greater strength. Uh, and it says in the Bible, you know, one puts flight to a thousand, two to ten thousand. You know, when it's kingdom work, it's a it's that uh, uh, a math term. You know, parabolic. You get more. You get you know you get more power with exponential exponential. Thank you. <laughs> you get that exponential, right? So um, if that's all right, I'm gonna just release that over you, right? Lord, we just thank you for positioning Judah in a place where others can see him. And that can be a little nerve wracking, but Lord, we thank you that you are the source of Judah's strength and Judah's eyes are on you. And as his eyes are on you and other people look to Judah, they begin to see Jesus and they come into alignment. They begin to see, oh, I need to turn, I need to adjust. I need to come back into alignment with the kingdom. Whether they're already in the kingdom or not, they come into alignment. And so, Lord, I just, I pray that you would bless Judah with that authority, that anointing that brings people into alignment, that brings people into formation. It is a force multiplier. It makes teams strong and it allows them to put the enemy to flight and it allows them uh, to succeed and it allows them to move forward an unstoppable force. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mighty power in Judah and just bless him and strengthen him and give him, in that, give him that courage. Judah, you are courageous and you are bold, okay? Go boldly. So I just, um, I'm going to, I'm gonna release the apostolic call that's on your life. And I have, I've been carrying an anointing for releasing the roar of the lion. And so you might not feel anything, but the Lord has a fire for you. He has a call for you. And if you say yes, if you start saying yes to that in a way that you haven't before, he's gonna reach down into that yes and he is going to set you a fire. And you are gonna feel that heat in your hands. You're gonna start, I don't know if you feel that, but you're gonna start feeling that. I did, when I was in high school, that's how I knew the presence of the Lord was on me. I could just feel this like ball of fire. It was like, I don't have anything to do with this though because I wasn't released in youth group to pray for people and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. But that's your key that you need to lay hands on people when there's an opportunity. So I'm just going to release right now. Lord, I just pray right now the apostolic anointing that you have placed upon Judah, that he is named Judah because he is going to go first. He goes first in worship and in warfare and that you have given him a sword and a shield. And as Judah tucks into your word, which is sharper than any two-edged sword, it discerns the soul and the spirit that you have given the word to Judah to declare your kingdom is at hand. 
And we declare over you, Judah, Lion of the tribe of Judah, roar! Lord, we just thank you for the anointing that you have placed upon his shoulders. I see like you have pauldrons on fire, like a video game. They're flaming. And you know who's afraid of those? It's the enemy of darkness. It's the gates of hell. And that doesn't matter though, because they don't prevail. So walk forward, speak the word, tuck into the word, and the Holy Spirit will counsel you. It, you don't have to know what you're doing. He will tell you. And just trust that. Keep tucking into the word and the intercession and just ask him for more. He's going to teach you. Don't worry about making a mistake. Don't worry about moving in the spirit wrong. Just start doing it because the Lord is on you. We can see it. You can say yes. You can say no. And you can push pause on it. But the more you say yes, it's going to start activating. And then you just wait and see what happens. You haven't seen anything yet. So, Lord, again, I just thank you. And we release the apostolic calling upon his life. And, Lord, we thank you for his parents that have been a great covering for him, that are praying for him. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would teach him as these days and these years go forward, that he would continue to, as David said, he's gonna come into alignment because it's showing others how to come into formation also. And there is an order and there is a time on this. So Lord, we just release that. We release your grace to carry what you have called him to steward in Jesus' name. So what I was being shown for you, Judah, is that you are you're wearing God's armor and you are a leader in God's armor, in God's army, that, that you carry an anointing of leadership and fellowship, that, that people look to you for leadership and alignment. I, I, it was almost like, a, like a, a graphic that I was shown that, uh, that you, when you open your mouth, it's like just all these letters just poured out. To anybody, it would look like alphabet soup. But, but you are, when you open your mouth, you may not even understand it in the beginning, but it is the word of Holy Spirit that is speaking through you. And you don't necessarily know what it's going to be or what you're going to say or understand what it is. It will just pour from you. And that's why people look to you for leadership and, and like consolidation, alignment, uh, you you have the heart of a lion you have you have boldness and courage and it's just a matter of practicing and unleashing that accepting it and walking in that authority i know you ride motorcycles you obviously like cars but she she said graphics and she said games earlier are you into computers at all a little bit well i see you in the, in the future working with media and, and that being a big ministry. I don't know if you're gonna be a designer or you're just gonna be leading it, but I see you working with media. And maybe maybe it's the creative side, I don't know. But I see something new. I believe God wants to do something new and that's gonna be part of it. 
That was the other, you're, you're a pathfinder. You're, you, you break ground. You'll be breaking new ground. Things that are unknown to people at this time. There's a, there was a thing that was going on a few years back that, like in the world of technology, people couldn't even wrap their heads around that. Three years ago, five years, you know, just boom, things were being unleashed. You're going to be one of those kinds of leaders. <laughs> All right. Oh. If you guys don't mind, we're we're a little late, but Nora, can we pray for you? I I appreciate your guys' time. What was that? And anybody else who wants to be released, you can be released. Kids, you guys can you can drive home. No, I'm just kidding. feeling any sadness or anything but I just feel like we just need to pray for joy over you and just break off any disappointment and I don't know if you're feeling a comparison issue also is that yeah okay um right now Lord I pray over all the Alcorn sisters Isabel Emily and Nora and the Lord has called each one of you individually, separately, and your parents are your covering, but their walk is different than yours. So Lord, I just want to release the comparison that Nora has to do what her sisters are doing, or any of her friends are doing, or what her mom is doing. Lord, I pray for the freedom right now that she will see the expression that you have given her, Lord, that you will just release the, the sadness and the heaviness that, she, that comes upon her at times. Maybe you don't know why, but we just release that tormenting spirit off of you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for the oil of gladness. Lord, I just want you to take a deep breath and just release that, that disappointment those things that you're disappointed in, those expectations. Um, even if you're disappointed in mom and dad, that's okay. If you're disappointed in, in other people, they failed you, like what David was talking about, you can just let that go. And um, I think uh, also the, uh, you can forgive them where they have let you down, even if it was unintentionally. So Lord, I just pray right now that Isabel wouldn't pick up any offenses that aren't hers and any wounding, Lord, that you would just come in and bring healing to in Jesus' name, that you would show her what's her part and what's not. And Lord, I just pray for a grace, a grace over these sisters. Isabel, can you come up? Okay. Can you guys hold, hold hands or... So I just, because um, you guys are carrying kind of a, you're carrying a similar burden. And it doesn't matter that you guys have been raised in a Christian household. We were. And it doesn't matter if your mom and dad are the greatest Christians alive and pastoring a church. So you guys should feel wonderful, right? You guys don't have any problems, but that's not how it works. 
and it's okay if you guys have uh, permission for Scott and Tammy, but um, it's okay if you guys are disappointed. Parents make mistakes, they try their best. Siblings make mistakes and try our best. And we're just all trying to figure it out, figure out what our place is, what our calling is, what our joys are, disappointments. We're just, we're cycling through all of that. So together, I just wanna, um, um, here, I don't know. Did you guys like?
Alright. This has been awesome. Looks like the crowd is thinning. Is there anybody else? Alright. Well, it's been an awesome time with everybody. We love you all. We hope to see you guys on Wednesday. And we just... We just bless you all. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for loving on us and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for your word and your love. And we just pray that you, we, we just glorify you and we just bless everyone here as they go throughout their week. And um, yeah, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.